Welcome to this week's presentation with Scott Toole. We are thrilled to have you joining us as we gain insight from God's Word. Now, speaking from Rosedale Baptist Church in Baltimore, Maryland, here's Pastor Toole. Take your Bibles, Leviticus chapter number 9, Leviticus 9. I do appreciate the Q&A that we're having. Uh, we're trying to bring in new people. We'll probably have two brand new people next week since Steve and Ryan will never be there. Anyway, again, and so, um, but uh, Leviticus chapter number 9, we're trying to ramp back in, get our minds back around uh, Leviticus, um, uh, and it's almost like the flywheel effect, where once that flywheel gets going, uh, it's easier to keep it going. Once you're in context, it's easier to stay with your mind in context. It's why we usually don't ever stop uh, a book of the Bible. We usually preach all the way through without stopping because I feel like we've lost some momentum in Leviticus uh, and we're going to take a couple of weeks to just get that, get that moving again. And uh, uh, the question of why would we even study Leviticus, the practices uh, don't necessarily directly apply to us, but the pictures are so powerful for us. Uh, we've looked at Exodus where uh, the tabernacle, the tabernacle, and then we've looked at the details of the, the wardrobe of uh, the high priest, and, uh, and then the beginning of Leviticus, the five major offerings. In fact, look at verse number one, Leviticus chapter nine, verse number one. And, and it came to pass on the eighth day that Moses called Aaron and his sons, the elders of Israel, uh, and he said unto Aaron, take thee a young calf for a sin offering, and a ram for a burnt offering. You're going to see all five of these offerings in here. Uh, a ram for a burnt offering without blemish, and offer them before the Lord. The ones we've talked about, chapter 1 through 5, burnt offering, and then meal offering, and then peace offering, and then sin offering, and then trespass offering, uh, in that order, 1 through 5. But now the offerings, the sacrifices, are going to be sacrificed. Um, uh, and unto the children of Israel thou shalt speak, saying, Take ye a kid of the goat for a sin offering, and a calf and a lamb, uh, both of the first year without blemish, for a burnt offering, also a bullock uh, and a ram for peace offerings, to sacrifice before the Lord, uh, and a meat offering mingled with oil, for uh, today the Lord will appear unto you. Uh, and I love the details that were given about the tabernacle, were uh, given details about uh, the wardrobe uh, of, of the high priests, and then uh, the five major offerings, Leviticus 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and then uh, the ordination of the ones that are going to do the offering. In fact, that was chapter number 8. Last week, uh, we looked at the cleansing for the priests uh, in verse number 6 of chapter 8, wash them with water, and then the clothing of the priests, uh, gird him with a girdle, clothe him with that robe, and then the consecration with uh, the blood and the oil. And now uh, we're going to look at uh, what, what they would call a pedig a, a, a Pedag, um, uh, have it written down. I'm not going to get it, but it's a it's a, uh, a chapter that they would say is demonstrating uh, what has already been taught. Uh, it's a it's a pedag. I'm not even going to say it. So anyway, starts with a P. Just guess if you want. But uh, it's one of those chapters where after being taught, after being taught, after being taught, it sure was Paul. But anyway, after being taught, after being taught, uh, it's given a demonstration of everything that has been, been instructed. And so uh, let's jump into it. Put down number one, if you will, the Bible offerings. Uh, the Bible offerings. And of course, burnt offering, chapter one, and meal offering, chapter two, and peace offering, chapter three, sin, chapter four, uh, trespass, chapter number five. Uh, and the thing to understand is the sin offering, trespass offering, sometimes 
gets a little confused, a little convoluted. There, there is a distinction between the two, but, but the references sometimes will be uh, hard to separate. But, but I think the, the one picture that we get uh, is the relationship we have with God requires a mediator and requires a blood sacrifice. It, it requires a mediator, the picture we get. Uh, it requires a mediator, and of course there's one mediator between God and man, the priest, the high priest, mediator, that, that veil, the high priest went through that veil. Uh, there's one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus, and so uh, the requirements for our relationship, a mediator, Jesus Christ, and a blood sacrifice, uh, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission uh, of sins, and worship always involves sacrifice. Uh, worship, our relationship, our worship always. For salvation, he did all the sacrificing. Uh, but then he asks us to present our bodies a living sacrifice. Uh, present your body a living sacrifice. Uh, can you imagine if we present uh, our whole body a living sacrifice? We see that Moses surrendered his mouth. Remember when God called him and he said, uh, I'm slow of speech and uh, my, that's not a, a strength for me, that's a weakness for me, but he surrendered it. Uh, David's hand was surrendered, and God used it with a harp to bring praise and to write psalms. He uh, used it with a sling, that hand. He surrendered his mouth, Moses, his hand, uh, David, and then uh, the 12th apostle Paul. Uh, his feet, as his feet were shod, preparation of the gospel, as those three missionary journeys, planting so many churches uh, and we are absolutely uh, the base camp for the operation of God. We are. Our, our bodies are the temple uh, of the Holy Spirit of God. Uh, and so as we surrender, we surrender, we surrender. No, we're not going to have burnt offerings, obviously. Uh, but uh, it does speak to us about we need a mediator, we need a blood sacrifice, and, and a, a sacrifice is involved in our service. Uh, I think about Hebrews 13, verse number 15 by him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name, singing, worshiping, singing, worshiping. Next verse, but to do good and to communicate. Uh, it's that old English word for giving, giving. The reason we have offering, uh, to do good and to communicate. Forget not, for with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. The sacrificial giving, or sacrificial living. Uh, there's sometimes that you walk in on a Sunday morning, and, and if we're honest about it, we don't feel like. We don't uh, feel like. Uh, we've had a hard week, a tough week, but uh, it's a sacrifice of praise. Uh, and, and so we do get pictures that uh, point us in the, uh, the right direction. Um, uh, one of the things I think is interesting is uh, through the details, especially with the tabernacle, uh, and then the, the garb uh, of the high priest and the priests and the sacrifice. God doesn't always tell us why uh, uh, we're to do everything. He doesn't give us all the whys. Now, many of them he does. I get that. Uh, but many of them he doesn't. But he does tell us the what and the, and the how. The what and the how. Uh, and we're to by faith follow him even when we don't understand the why. Uh, even when it's kind of a head scratcher. You ever heard that phrase before? A, a head scratcher. Uh, I have a couple in my family that never heard that. Anyway, uh, even when we have questions about it, because we didn't get the why, uh, when we know the what and the how, it's by faith. It's by faith uh, taking that step uh, of faith. Uh, let's look through it again and look at how, 
uh, all five sacrifices, it's, it's being played out. It's being uh, demonstrated. Look at verse number two. Uh, and he said unto Aaron, take thee a young calf for a sin offering uh, and a ram for a burnt offering. Look at verse three. And unto the children of Israel thou shalt speak, saying, take ye a kid of the goats for a sin offering and a calf and a lamb, both of the first year without blemish, for a burnt offering, also a bullock and a ram for a a peace offering to sacrifice before the Lord, and a meat offering, a meal offering uh, mingled with oil, for today the Lord will appear unto you. And so, without going through the, the five sacrifices, and I get it was a year and a half ago, um, but just detailing, 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 uh, those pictures that God gives is because no one picture can encompass all that Jesus Christ is to us. Uh, no one picture. Uh, and so you go through the tabernacle and you see that he's the mercy seat. You see that he's the menorah, the light of the world. You see he is the altar of incense, the table of showbread. Uh, he's the bread of life. And all of those pictures pointing to the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, and then the blood sacrifice and the blood sacrifice pointing us to that, that ultimate, that, that, that atoning work of Jesus Christ on the cross. Uh, but the different five, uh, it's almost uh, as if God would say, um, um, how can I show them how Jesus Christ saves? How can I show them that burnt offering? A, a burnt offering where the entire animal consumed, perfectly pure, voluntary, vicariously uh, uh, sacrificed, and, and given the blood uh, bath that it had, wood. Uh, I want to picture that with a, with a burnt offering. Uh, but uh, how do I picture how Jesus Christ sanctifies? He doesn't just save, he also uh, sanctifies, I, I, I know, a, a meal offering. Because where there wasn't oil in that first offering, that second offering, there's oil everywhere. Uh, and it's the Holy Spirit of God that's transforming us into, uh, he's the one that points us to uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. And then uh, the next one about uh, satisfaction, that satisfaction. And uh, I know a peace offering. A peace offering, one where it's kind of a shared barbecue and you eat half of it and then uh, the, the other half is consumed in fire. It's that uh, relational, that relational, that, that, that peace offering. Uh, and, and then uh, for day-to-day for -day, uh, transgressions, the sin offering and then uh, the trespass offering, every sacrifice shedding light on our look to the Lord. Uh, someone would ask, do, do you think that they knew what all of these meant? I don't. But I do think they knew it was pointing to something. I, I don't know that they understood, okay, it's going to be Jesus, he's going to be born. Uh, though there's clues all throughout the Old Testament. Uh, and I can prove in the New Testament, the gospel, the gospel in the Old Testament, uh, as they're looking forward to, looking toward uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, I like the verse Ephesians 5.2. Christ also hath loved us and hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice. An offering... Uh, and a sacrifice. And so all five of these sacrifices, adding color to the collage of Christ uh, as we're looking to him. So number one, the Bible offerings. Put down number two, the blessed obedience. The blessed obedience, every detail, uh, every detail, the blessed uh, obedience. Uh, look at verse number six. Uh, and Moses said, this is the thing which the Lord commanded that ye should do and the glory of the Lord shall appear unto you. It's a blessed obedience because God's presence, God's blessing was upon their uh, obedience. Remember how detailed the tabernacle was and how 
uh, they went so meticulously out of their way to make it exactly, exactly uh, like that blueprint from heaven that God delivered to Moses, that Moses delivered to them, uh, as the Lord commanded every piece, as the Lord commanded every part. Uh, We saw it with the tabernacle in Exodus, and then uh, in Leviticus chapter number 8, the priestly preparation. Uh, We also saw it uh, there. Uh, He's already instructed them, given them guidelines, directions uh, to them, uh, and over 20 times in chapter 8, chapter uh, 9, and chapter uh, 10, uh, and chapter 8 is the basis for the ministry, the the priesthood, Uh, and chapter 9 is the behavior or the beginning of that priestly ministry, and then chapter 10, Nadab and Abihu, there's a breakdown of it. Uh, And so they're following the details that are given. In fact, look back at chapter 8. Look at verse number 4, if you will. Let's look at a couple of these. And Moses did as the Lord commanded him. Over 20 times you'll see it. Uh, How about the mitre? The mitre that, uh, did they follow God's guidance and the directives of deity there? Nine. Uh, And he put the mitre upon his head, verse 9. Also upon the mitre, even upon his forefront, did he put the golden plate, the holy crown, as the Lord commanded Moses. How about the coats? Uh, Did they just kind of wing it and uh, 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 make something that they wanted? Look at 13. And Moses brought Aaron's sons and put coats upon them, girded them with girdles, put bonnets on them, as the Lord commanded Moses, as the Lord commanded Moses, following the directives of deity, following the guidance of God. But then the individual offerings, 17, but the bullock uh, and his hide, his flesh, uh, and his dung, he burnt with fire without the camp, as the Lord commanded Moses, 21. And he washed the inwards and the legs in water. And Moses burnt the whole ram upon the altar. It was a burnt sacrifice, sweet savor, and an offering made by fire unto the Lord, as the Lord commanded Moses. 29. And Moses took the breast, waved it for a wave offering before the Lord for the ram of consecration. It was Moses' part, as the Lord commanded Moses. Look at 35. Therefore shall ye abide at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation day and night, seven days. Keep the charge of the Lord that ye die not. For so uh, am I commanded. For so I am commanded. So Aaron and his sons did all the things which the Lord commanded by the hand uh, of Moses. You've seen it with the tabernacle. Uh, We've seen it with the ordination, that preparation, the priestly appointments. Uh, And now in this chapter, you'll see it over and over and over and over again uh, as they sacrifice those offerings. I wonder how they'll offer them. Will they just kind of mix them together or... Uh, well, they uh, just kind of gloss over and try to do the best they can. Uh, look at verse number 6 again, chapter number 9. And Moses said, this is the thing which the Lord commanded that ye should do. Uh, sin offering, burnt offering, verse number 7, end of 7. Uh, they did it as the Lord uh, commanded, as the Lord uh, commanded. Uh, and then they start doing it. Look at verse number, uh, verse number um Chapter number 9, look at verse number 8. Aaron therefore went unto the altar and slew the calf of the sin offering, which was, which was for himself. And so instruction, 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 now demonstration. And the sons of Aaron brought the blood unto him, and he dipped his finger in the blood, put it upon the horns of the altar, poured out the blood at the bottom of the altar. Look at verse 12. And he slew the burnt offering, 15. And he brought the people's offering and took the goat, which is a sin offering, for the people slew it and, and offered it for sin as 
as the first, and he brought the burnt offering and offered it according to the manner. And he brought the meat offering and took the handful thereof. 18, he slew the bullock. There's a lot of action going on. A lot of action going on. 21, and the breast and the right shoulder. Aaron waved for a wave offering before the Lord as the Lord commanded Moses. As Moses commanded. And over and over and over and over again, you'll see he made the tabernacle exactly like God said. Uh, You'll see he prepared the priesthood exactly like God said. Uh, The coats, the clothing, the garb, even the offerings as the Lord commanded, as the Lord commanded. And I really do think that that should be a drumbeat of how we live our life. I woke up this morning and God heard my voice as the Lord commanded in Psalm 5, verse number 3. I studied uh, uh, listening to the U version on the way to to church, and then uh, uh, when I'm in church, studying to show myself approved unto God, as the Lord commanded in, uh, in uh, uh, 2 Peter 2, 2, newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word. Uh, on my way out of the house, I, I found my wife didn't uh, uh, make my coffee for me because she was, wasn't up yet. Uh, and so uh, I was so kind, I didn't clank on the way out. I forgave her as the Lord commanded. And so, uh, and, and then when I got to work, I worked as hard as I could. Uh, Ecclesiastes, whatsoever thy hand find it to do, as the Lord commanded Moses, as the Lord commanded. And so the drumbeat of our life should be, well, I want to interact here exactly like God told me to. Uh, I'll run into people uh, that don't have the same preferences or even the same takes like Ryan Scott, Steve Smith on the 12th. Uh, but uh, we're still Romans 14 to love them and bless them and they're to love me, bless me. And uh, our, our uh, unity in Christ is bigger than those uh, incidentals. We're not straining at a gnat and swallowing a camel. Uh, we're, we're doing uh, life together, ministry together as the Lord commanded. Uh, and it should be the drumbeat, the drumbeat, the drumbeat. Uh, Wednesday night, I'm tired, it's raining, but I'm going to show up in the house of the Lord uh, as the Lord commanded in Hebrews chapter 10, verse number 25. Uh, I'm going to spend family time. I'm going to make sure that if I've wronged someone, I forgive them uh, as the Lord commanded, as the Lord commanded, living obediently, following the Word of God, living intentionally, uh, living deliberately, not haphazardly, uh, not randomly. And someone may say, well, is God a micromanager that he would give all of these details? No. Uh, God's not someone that wants control. God's someone that is creator God, and he knows what's best for us. He knows the blessed path. He knows the best path. Uh, And I've found that when I follow him, it is always the best path. It is always uh, the blessed path. And so uh, that drumbeat, that drumbeat, that drumbeat, uh, Chuck Yeager, the famed test pilot, was flying, test flying a little bit, the uh, F-68 Sabre over Lake of the Sierras. Uh, he decided to go ahead and take it through its maneuvers and push the limit. He uh, went into a slow roll when suddenly he felt the, the, the aileron lock up. He said it was a hairy moment, but, but he slowly eased off and he slowly pushed the nose uh, uh, skyward and then he felt it, uh, it loosen up again. Uh, And when he went up to about 15,000 feet, he did it a couple more times, and every time he started going into a roll, uh, he felt that aileron, that it locked up, it locked up, uh, and then it released every time he went through that that same maneuver. Jaeger said he knew three or four pilots that had died 
under similar circumstances, but to date, the investigators were puzzled as to the, soar, uh, the source uh, of the F-86, uh, uh, its fatal flaw. Uh, Jaeger went to his supervisor who uh, wrote the report, and they inspected, and they uh, started trying to chase it down. Uh, they found that it was one single bolt uh, on the aileron cylinder that was installed upside down, uh, and it had been done so on several of the planes. Uh, eventually, they chased it all the way down to a plant in North America where an older man was on the assembly line who didn't meticulously follow the plans, the instructions, because he knew how bolts were supposed to go in. Uh, he knew the direction they were supposed to go. Uh, and, and Yeager said, sadly, at the end, he said, uh, they shifted uh, what his duties were, but no one ever told that older gentleman uh, how many lives his lackadaisical attitude towards details, how many lives were lost uh, because he didn't follow the instructions. Hey, he's not wanting control. God's not wanting uh, control. Uh, he's our creator. Uh, and because of that, he knows what's best for us. He knows what's blessed for us. Look at 6. And the glory of the Lord shall appear unto you, the end of 6. And uh, look at it in verse 22, after they sacrifice, they offer those offerings, that, that uh, pedagogical, uh, something like that. Anyway, uh, demonstrating what was taught. Look at verse 22. Uh, and Aaron lifted up his hand toward the people and blessed them. Uh, I wonder what he said. Uh, as he lifted up his hands towards the people and blessed them, uh, you're not going to see it here, but you will see it in Numbers chapter 6. The blessing that he gave was, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee. Be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. I do think it's interesting that before the Lord left at the end of the book of Luke, it was very similar. The Bible says that he led them as far as to Bethany and then he lifted up his hands. A lot like it says here where Aaron lifted up his hands. Uh, he led them as far as Bethany and he lifted up his hands uh, and blessed them. Uh, and it came to pass while he blessed them, uh, he parted from them, carried up into heaven. Uh, and just like here uh, in Leviticus, we don't know the blessing, but, but it might have been the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee, be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. Aaron the high priest, the Lord Jesus Christ, our high priest, lifted hands, blessing them. Look at the result. He blessed them and came down from offering, the sin offering, the burnt offering, the peace offerings. And Moses and Aaron went into the tabernacle of the congregation and came out, blessed the people. Look, and the glory of the Lord appeared unto all the people. And there came a fire from before the Lord consumed upon the altar. Can you even imagine that? Uh, fire falling, consuming it all. The burnt offering and the fat, uh, which when all the people saw, they shouted uh, and fell on their faces. Uh, and I think every one of us would have done the exact same thing. Uh, it was a wow, a wow, uh, a kind of a moment, blown away, shouting, worshiping, praising, falling on their face. By the way, uh, if they didn't follow the details that God gave, I don't know that they would have had the blessing that God poured out. 
If they did not go through the detail, that manifest presence, the Shekinah glory of God, the kabod, that weightiness, the satisfaction of God, I don't know if they were just haphazardly. But they went into details following every, obeyed, followed everything except for two people and put down number three, we're done. We saw the, the blessed obedience. We saw the Bible offerings. But then in chapter 10, Look at the burnout, the burnout. Two guys did it their own way. Nadab and Abihu, verse 1. The sons of Aaron took either of them his censer and put fire therein and put incense thereon and offer strange fire before the Lord. The fire of God didn't fall, consume the sacrifice, and bless them with the Shekinah glory, kabod. Instead, Uh, That strange fire that they offered before the Lord, which he commanded them not, he commanded them not, and there went out fire from the Lord and devoured them, and they died before the Lord. By the way, I I do think that should be a cautionary tale to to those that will preach a work salvation, Uh, those that will preach uh, baptismal regeneration salvation. Uh, those that will uh, talk about the, the sacraments and catechism and confirmation, you have to do this, you have to do that. Uh, when you're adding to salvation anything other than what he's already done, the death, burial, resurrection, boy, be careful because you're not following the details, the details that God gave. Well, the contrast clearer. Israel, Israel, Aaron, his sons, Moses, follow the details, Nadab and Abihu, absolutely didn't. Now, uh, I want to give you a couple theories, and maybe I'll pose this question. Why? Why uh, did this happen? Uh, and, and some would say it's because they were occupying the wrong role. I don't think that's the case. It's uh, Aaron's sons. Uh, others would argue, uh, and, and pretty convincingly, uh, 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 surprisingly, that they did so uh, under the influence of alcohol. And someone would say, well, are you just, uh, are, are you just kind of Uh, uh, coloring in the detail. No, look at the hard turn it makes in verse number 8. After all of that happened, the hard turn, and the Lord spake unto Aaron. Okay, your boys just got burned up, burned out. Uh, And the Lord spake unto Aaron, saying, do not drink wine nor strong drink, thou nor thy sons, like Nadab and Abihu with thee. Uh, When you go into the tabernacle of the congregation, lest ye die like they did, uh, it shall be a statute forever throughout the generation. And so, um, uh, it's, it's a pretty strong argument. Uh, I personally believe it's because they got the fire from the wrong place. They got the fire from the wrong place. Uh, that fire that, 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 that lit, that lit, in fact, Leviticus 6, listen, we'll try to get through this quickly. The fire upon the altar shall be burning in it. It shall not be put out. Uh, the priest shall burn wood on it every morning. Uh, the fire shall ever be burning upon the altar. It shall never uh, go out. And so God initially lit it Uh, His fire was to be tended, and when they moved, they would care for those coals and then uh, use that fire and that coals to reignite because it was to never go out. It was to continually be uh, uh, lit. Uh, And then uh, Leviticus 16, Numbers 16, Numbers uh, 16, 46, 16, 18, uh, it seems like they were to use only that original fire for the incense, for the sacrifices, Uh, Leviticus 16, 12. He shall take a censer full of the burning coals of fire from off the altar before the Lord. 
He shall put the incense upon the fire before the Lord, that the cloud of the incense may cover the mercy seat, that which is upon the testimony, that he die not. Uh, and it sure seems like uh, they either got their, their Bic lighters out and tried to light it, or uh, those matches, those matches. I don't know if they had any of those. Anyway, uh, they, they didn't get the fire from the right place. Uh, and it's a warning to me that, that if I'm not getting the fire from the right place, um, his word was as a fire shut up in my bones. Boy, it needs to be the word of God that ignites, the Holy Spirit of God that ignites. Boy, it shouldn't be zeal without knowledge. Uh, and it seems like Nadab and Abihu, zealous, zealous, but they absolutely uh, missed it. And uh, we can look at Luke 3, 2 Timothy 1, uh, looking all through, making sure that, that our fire, our fire, it's ignited by God. It's ignited by God. Stir up the gift that is in thee, those embers that are kind of flickering. Boy, stir it up. Uh, let those, those, those flames uh, 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 rise up. Uh, and it's that fire, that fire is where we serve our Lord, from where we serve our Lord. Um, uh, I think two things. Two things. Um, Moses, when he knew God's will, but did it at the wrong when. Remember when he saw an Israelite being beaten, he killed the Egyptian. Um, he was run out of, run, kind of run out of town. He was run out of town. Uh, he only delivered one Israelite then. He knew, he knew, uh, took matters in his own hands, doing it in the wrong time, only delivered one person. But when he waited on God's timing, when he waited on God's timing, there was about a million and a half people that were following him, that he was saving, salvaging when he waited. A prudent man knoweth both the time, the time uh, and the judgment. I think the, the second thing that our, our takeaways with chapter 8, um, the mediator, chapter 9, the sacrifice. The mediator and the sacrifice. Well, our salvation would not be in place except for the fact that we have a high priest that ever liveth to make intercession for us, he's our mediator. Uh, and the blood sacrifice, the blood sacrifice that he made for us, um, one announcement at the end that ties to that, a week from Sunday, we'll be observing the Lord's Supper. Uh, we'll be valuing, placing worth. We're not going to take it unworthily because we know what that represents, the broken bread, his body, the shed blood, the juice, the shed blood. We know that he is, that is, the mediator and the shed blood. That is uh, our salvation. And that is today's message. We invite you to tune in next time with Scott Toole as he presents another message from Rosedale Baptist Church. For more information about today's presentation or about the ministries of Rosedale Baptist Church, go online to rosedalebaptist.org. That's rosedalebaptist.org. Join us again next time as we study the Bible chapter by chapter, verse by verse.